When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Always much appreciated when you tune in, and don't forget you can become a member of the show now. Go to the Empire Media homepage, hit the see the word join, click on that, find the tier, um, the, the the membership level tier that you want to join. Go for it. Thank you very much for everybody who's doing that. Going to get you a lot of good stuff here, really, 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 really soon. Also, you can read my work on ESPN.com. In a minute or a couple minutes, I'll be joined by Kevin Sheehan. You know him as a ho- radio host in, in DC with 980, also as the Kevin Sheehan Show podcast. Go ahead and listen to that. Always very informative and entertaining. Give him a listen. Um, so I'll get to him in a minute. We're going to talk about all the news that happened today. So all the Ben Johnson stuff. We did not get into to Bobby Slowick because that wasn't that it hadn't happened yet. But we did talk a lot about Ben Johnson and what does this mean for the commanders? Where do they go? Who do you like? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what factors should be taken into consideration? So Kevin and I get into all that. Good discussion. Stick around for that in a couple minutes. But first, let's go over the news of the day, which starting with Ben Johnson deciding to stay in Detroit. Now, and I mentioned this with Kevin, but the funny thing is I had been told by somebody last night or just in casual conversation, like, hey, you know, I, and the person's like, I was talking to so-and-so and they said, you know, would, you know, wouldn't surprise me if Ben Johnson just stayed in Detroit. But it wasn't as a prediction. It was as a more, you know, he did it last year too. You could see him doing it again. Still hard to believe because these jobs are hard to get. So why did he do it? And that part is really is a lot harder to answer. What I do know is the commanders were told en route to Detroit, where they're going there to interview Aaron Glenn and, of course, Johnson. They got a text message while they were mid, mid-flight to say that he was going to stay, he was going to stay in Detroit. So why did he do that? Is it more about the money? Were teams scared off? Well, this team was he was still on this team's list and they knew the money. So I don't know that it was like a matter of them scaring teams off because he was still on their list. But the other part was, you know, is he, does he, you know, the unfinished business part? Well, that was kind of the case last year. And while I think it's hard for a lot of people to believe that, some coaches included in the league, that's also one of the things that you heard. And I heard this, this is what I, again, heard this last night. And then you hear it a little bit more today, you know, family really likes in Detroit. Okay. All of that. That's all plausible. And that's all, those are all the things that you hear. Bottom line is he's not coming. And, you know, for whatever reason, and I don't think it was a matter of them telling him he wasn't going to be their guy because he was still on their list. I think, so I don't think that that was the reason. It could just be as simple as the guy just wants to stay there and maybe he doesn't feel he's ready to be a head coach. I don't know. Only he can answer that. But it does. But it is a curious move because you just don't see it very often. These jobs don't come open all the time. You and Kevin and I get into this. You may not be the hot coordinator in a year or two when you're now ready. 
And, you know, if it's as simple as family likes it there, well, your family's still going to like it there in a couple of years. Are you going to, when, when would you want to make the move if you do? And maybe not everybody does. I don't know. And Adam Schefter reported that he wasn't like he was getting this big race from Detroit. So, you know, only he can answer all the motivations for wanting to stay. And bottom line is he's out of the commander search. Bobby Slowick got a raise to stay in Houston. Now, I don't think he was going to be the guy. So I think that's a good move for him and Houston. And it's a good move for him because I think he gets more experience. One of the things that you would hear about him is that does he have enough experience? He's only been a coordinator one year. He was a passing game coordinator for one year in San Francisco. So if I'm another team, I'd like to see him get more experience. If you're Houston, good to give him that money because now – you buy some security with getting your OC in there for a couple years in a row to help develop CJ Stroud. So it's a good move for both sides, gives him more time to season. I also think it gives Houston a little bit more time to maybe get that succession plan in place already. Cause maybe you didn't think, you know, it may, I don't know how they felt about him this year. Did they think that he'd lose him after one year, you know, or maybe even a couple years? I don't know, but it allows them to build a succession plan in place if he continues on this trajectory. So, now it's down to a few guys. It's down to Mike McDonald, Dan Quinn, Aaron Glenn, and Anthony Weaver. <clears throat> I don't have the particular order. I think the stronger feelings come with, with McDonald and Quinn, but that's speculation. Again, everything else has been speculation, but it's why, listen, I did the podcast today about what if it's not Ben Johnson. I did that for a reason because I didn't think it was a lock. Still would have thought, I still said on there too, that I think that's where that's where it would have gone because I... I know that for some, he was a preferred candidate, but I never heard that he was like, that it was unanimous lock, just like Adam Peters. Didn't hear that. And that's one of the things you're kind of waiting to hear. But I also know, as I told you, they were pretty tight-lipped. Sometimes you still hear things, but with Peters after the fact, especially, you knew that that was their guy all along. I did not get that sense going into the search that there was that one guy that they were going to, they had to come away with. I think there have been a few guys they like a lot in this process and there are aspects of each guys that they're going to like. That's why they're interviewing him. But I did not get the sense that it was a unanimous slam dunk. It's got to be Ben Johnson for them or, or bust. I think he was one of their top, one of their top guys for sure. And a preferred candidate, certainly for some, because I do think they wanted to come away with an offensive minded coach, but now the two that, would have been on the list, one who would have been a top candidate and one who I think was not a top candidate. Now they're both gone. So again, with McDonald, they talked to him on Monday. They talked to Dan Quinn on Tuesday. Um, You know, I've told you before, like the thing that you hear about, about um, McDonald, we know his defenses have been very good and very adaptable. I think that's a big key. I think his defenses are fun to watch the way they attack opposing offenses. I think it speaks very well of him. He does have a connection to Washington. He and Eugene Shen, who is now Washington's vice president of football strategy, came up together in Baltimore and they shared the office space and became kind of close. Now, is that enough to get him the job? No, but it's certainly helpful to have somebody in the building who knows him and what he's about and who, you know, just how he is in the building. I think that's important, but it's certainly not going to be Eugene Shen's call as to what they do. This is, he's not even part of the interview process. It's going to be Myers and Spielman, Josh Harris, Adam Peters. Those are the primary players here. So, so, but McDonald's certainly going to be very high on that list. Seattle is going to be very, he'll going to be very high on him as well. So it'll be interesting to see which way he goes. And then 
And then it's Dan, then, and I don't know that, I, I don't know have this particular order, but Dan Quinn would certainly be there as well. Kevin and I are going to get into him. Um, and I've told you before, of all the candidates out there, he's the one that I've heard the most things about and the positive, or good things about from people outside the organization. Now, again, I will also say he's got more experience. He's worked with more people. So that's why I, that, that could be a big part of the reason. Um, I know that for a lot of fans, he wouldn't win the day. Um, but this is about finding the right guy for the organization. If he's the right guy, then that's what they're going to, that's who they'll roll with. Aaron Glenn, very strong leader. That's why he's on this list. And Anthony Weaver, I don't know. I haven't heard the same kind of buzz about him as I have with some of the others. So I don't know what's going to happen with him. I think, you know, I think he's an intriguing guy for other teams and, you know, so we'll see where it goes, but those are the four guys left. And you know, I still think this could be, I don't think this changes their timetable necessarily because if they were so set on Ben Johnson and had to swerve in a different direction, I could see it changing something. I don't see them adding on more interviews. I haven't heard that. If that happens, it would be a shock, a surprise to me, but I haven't heard that. So I know the Vrabel question gets asked. If they were concerned about some things before, didn't want it before, I don't know why you do it now. If you wanted them now, you should have taken them then. So you currently clearly could have gone in that direction right away. So I don't know that anybody else. So I don't know that this necessarily changed the timetable between from them getting something done by Thursday or Friday. Um, you know, that would be ideal, I think for them, but we'll see. And it was never a, you know, it could have happened as soon as tonight or Wednesday morning um, for sure, or Wednesday afternoon, because you would have had everything wrapped up. I don't know, but I never got the sense that it was going to happen Wednesday I think it would have been more Thursday or Friday. And I still think by the end of the week, it could happen. Um, and we'll go from there. So anyways, that's enough for me. You want to hear the conversation with Kevin Sheehan. So here's my conversation with my, with my pal, Kevin Sheehan. Kevin, when I talked to you this morning to say, hey, could you come on the podcast? It was designed to say like, which of these coordinators do you like or these candidates do you like and how much do you like Ben Johnson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then Ben Johnson pulls out. So of the, of this, of this candidacy. So boy, kind of the, the discussion is going to go in a different direction. How surprised were you that he said, no, thanks. I was surprised that he's going back to Detroit. I mean, I, I, I would ask, these are the questions I typically ask you. Um, I was very surprised that he's staying in Detroit. Now, we had heard here in the last day or two, the Schefter appearance on McAfee yesterday, that, you know, Ben Johnson wasn't a guarantee to Washington. And I guess part of me has thought for a while, and I, I think I've said it in every conversation, look, according to those that are on the beat nationally, locally, he's the leading candidate, but it right. doesn't mean that they'll be able right. to bring it home for sure. And I had heard a few weeks ago that they were very, very impressed in their first get together with Dan Quinn. Yes. I think Quinn's the guy that's been, you know, a head coach before and that it might even be plan B if it falls through with um, with Ben Johnson. We'll see about the interviews that they've had subsequently with other guys like Slowick and then Weaver and McDonald and Glenn later today. Um, but, yeah, I was really shocked. Um the one thing, and I'm curious as to what you think, there are people are people. Maybe he just isn't ready to be a head coach. You know, one of the things I heard, and I talked to a couple of people right when the news broke, 
Dan Campbell's not only the biggest voice in the room, right. he is the room. Right. And Aaron Glenn is a close second. Right. And 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 Ben Johnson's the cerebral, you know, the the guy that hasn't had the room, you know, over and over again. And there are people that aren't, you know, maybe he's just not comfortable with taking on that kind of a role yet. The problem, of course, is we all know as as fans, these opportunities where you're the hottest candidate, there's no guarantee next year that the team he's involved in doesn't have injuries galore, go 6-11, and 11, and there are three teams you didn't expect to be good who are great and their coordinators are now the hottest guys on the market. So, right. yeah, so we'll see. Um, and that And that's all – so I was actually talking to somebody last night and I'm just kind of going over some of the people here and they're like, well, I was talking to somebody in the league who said, you know, don't be surprised if, if he goes back, if he stays there, because, and it wasn't so much like, it. and it wasn't so much like, Hey, he's going to do this. It was a, don't be surprised because, Hey, the guy did it last year too. And, you know, and so I go back to that because like, well, they were clearly onto something. But it wasn't presented as such hard news. They're like, oh my gosh. But it was more like, hey, the guy did it last year. He could do it again. And right. I, I go back to what you just said, that Dan Campbell runs that show. And one of the concerns I heard from people, the, the number one concern that I'd hear about Ben Johnson was in that realm, right? Because as a head coach, you need to be the guy. The reason why Aaron Glenn is on the list is not because his defenses are awesome. They're not. It's because of his personality. And right. so like you have to keep that in mind. And so from that standpoint, it's not shocking. But even when I was talking to this person last night, I'm like, but who does that two years in a row? Well, they're like, well, Dan Quinn did it in Seattle. Then they he stayed there a couple of years because they gave him a big pay bump, apparently. But nobody does that. Nobody else does that. It's it's just so rare. Yeah. What do you think the signals for this team? Does it signal anything that they, like if he's the perceived top candidate and they couldn't get him, does it signal anything to you at all? I mean, I, I just finished recording the pod with with Tommy, um, the podcast. And I, I said, look, there are three main reasons this didn't come about that are possible reasons. One is he wasn't impressed with Washington or Seattle. Two is they didn't like him or they weren't impressed with him. Or three, and I'd lean this direction, he just has a self-awareness about him that he's not really comfortable or ready. Now, what you're reading is he wants to stay to win a Super Bowl. You know, he wants to stay super loyal. He's got two years left on his current deal, and he's not even going to ask, you know, Schefter just uh, tweeted, he's not even going to ask for a pay raise. Well, he should. He's got more leverage than you know any coordinators had. In well, he just lost his years. leverage. But, well, yeah, but going into it before he told Washington and right. Seattle, right. no. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think you know, it's one of those things. You here's the thing that's interesting: is does it hurt him in the future? It didn't hurt Dan Quinn, but does it hurt him from this perspective? Man, you had two opportunities one year as the as hot as an offensive coordinator's been in a long time on the open market, and you weren't ready. Maybe you'll never be ready. You know, um, right. I don't know. But the risk is that somebody, you know, there's there's a better looking blonde or two of them, you know, next year 
when everybody's looking for for a, a new head coach and he's not the bell of the ball next year because Detroit isn't anywhere near as good next year as they were this year. We all know that's a possibility in the right. NFL. There's no guarantee that Detroit's going to win 14 games or 13 games and be back in the same position again. No. And I mean, listen, if Bobby Sloak isn't hired here, he could be that hot guy next year if the Texans offense gets better. So you don't, you don't know right. you're right. And that's why it's so rare to do this. And if he's not getting extra money, then that says a lot because again, that's what I was told with Quinn is, and I don't, I'd have, could just be hearsay. I don't, and I don't like to repeat that, but like he did stay and um, it's yeah. rare. So, and and you do wonder how many chances you get. So now when you look at it from a fan base perspective too, you know, while Dan, I've talked about Dan Quinn a lot and I know that they like him. And I know that others who have played for him, worked with him, worked for him, yeah. all really sing Love his him. praises. But the fan base does not seem to want him. So what's your take on, on on him? Well, if I were Josh Harris and Mitchell Rails and Adam Peters, I wouldn't give two craps what this fan base thinks. <laughs> I'd hire the best right. guy. You heard Adam Peters say they're looking for a leader, a leader of men. And Dan Quinn is that. You know, our most recent impression of Quinn is not a good one. Right. You know, the loss to the Packers where he got absolutely destroyed by Matt LaFleur. Um, I don't care what our fans think. Our fans think Sam Howell or Taylor Heineke should be. I shouldn't say our fans. That's that's not fair. There's a sliver of the fan base that's going to be upset about Dan Quinn, but they don't know anything about Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick or Mike McDonald. You know more about Dan Quinn, so they don't like Dan Quinn because why? Because he... In the first two years in Atlanta, two or the first three years, he went to the playoffs, took a team to the Super Bowl, had a 28-3 to lead. The next year, remember, in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan uh, as the offensive coordinator. I would imagine, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about how Adam Peters probably knows Bobby Slowick well. I guarantee you, through Kyle, he knows Dan Quinn right. really well. Um, you know, Dan Quinn hired Kyle to be his offensive right. coordinator. But anyway... Um, that second year in Atlanta, John, they were within a whisker, a Julio Jones catch in the end zone against Philadelphia to advancing to the NFC title game. And Philadelphia never gets that Super Bowl right. with Foles. Um, but Quinn's been an, a really good defensive coordinator throughout his career in Seattle with Pete Carroll in Dallas. He was a good head coach, a winning head coach in Atlanta. Everybody in the league loves him. I heard somebody, a um, friend of mine texted me and said, he's Rivera number two. I mean, Rivera is well-respected, you know, had a coach, head coaching career, was respected as a coordinator. But I don't, I know more about Dan Quinn than I do Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick. Right. I'm not, he would not have been my first choice, but I don't care what my first choice is. I, I'm relying on Josh Harris and the search committee and Adam Peters to get it right. And we don't know anywhere as much as they know about these guys. And they're the ones sitting down with them. So we, right. at some point, now that Dan's gone and Rivera's gone and others probably will be gone, we just got to give this a chance to work and trust their decisions. I'm going to. Well, and that's been my take is do you trust them or not? Because if you do, if you think that Josh Harris made a good hire to get Adam Peters, do you then trust this whole group to then make the right decision on the head coach? And, you know, you have to build up that trust. But 
do you have that now? Because you're right. Like we're not in these interview sessions. We're not talking. I'm talking to people in the league and I know you have too, but you're not doing heavy, intense work to find out more about the guy. And the other, right. you know, with, with, even with Ben Johnson, I mean, clearly they wanted him. There was a, you know, it wasn't like they said, Oh no, thanks. So they clearly saw something they liked in him, but we don't know what kind of a head coach he would have been. And to me, it's almost like, you know, you, do you draft a quarterback at two, or do you somehow go trade for one or sign a free agent? Who's kind of a mid tier guy who, you know, what you're getting versus the unknown at two. And you know, so like the unknown at two can be very enticing and intriguing. I get it. And whereas like Dan Quinn, people know they saw what he's done. They see some of the body of work. I think it would always come down to, do you hire a good staff? What's your plan for the quarterback? Because right now, do you think it's going to be Dan Quinn? I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I know that he was somebody they liked, but yeah, me too. But I don't. I Kevin. I it's my gut might go there, but I don't know how firm that is because Mike McDonald to me is a very good candidate, um, and I don't know like Anthony Weaver. I don't know that I put him there. Aaron Glenn, I think, is an intriguing guy because of all the leadership stuff I hear about him. Um, but, you know, I, I think when they started talking about some of the stuff they wanted, well, Dan Quinn fits that. But yeah. does Mike McDonald, right. who Eugene Shen knows, and could McDonald become that guy and maybe a better version of that? That's what we don't know. And I think, you know, but I so I would say, like, there are so many strong leaders in that room talking to these guys, the Bob Myers, the Spielman, Adam Peters, Josh Harris. All those guys are strong leaders and have built organizations. I think they know the qualities they want in people to lead. So that's what you kind of fall back. Yeah. And remember, it's not just it's it's not just what, you know, people around the league think of Dan Quinn or Mike McDonald. It's what, you know, Harris believes will be the best fit with Adam Peters. Can you imagine though, like two weeks after, you know, people being super excited about them getting Adam Peters. And then all of a sudden they're just completely turned off that Adam Peters hired Dan Quinn. Right. Like he's a hero. He's the savior two weeks ago. And then he makes his first decision and people are off of it. It's ridiculous. We don't know anything about what they know um, as it relates to these head coaches. And the only thing we know about their candidates that we know about their candidates, Dan Quinn is the only guy other, it, you know, Raheem Morris would have been in that category. Right. Um, we know what kind of head coach right. they have the potential to be. Right. Um, and th that's yeah, the thing so. that that's the part that we don't, you know, that is the hard part to know. And I get that. And I get, like I said, I get from a fan perspective why you want the flash new toy, the unknown. And, you know, and I, and I don't, I don't put Dan Quinn just because they're both on defense and lost the Super Bowl. I don't put them in the same category, right? Because to me, it will still come down to who do you hire as your staff? And I felt like they were short here. And um, yeah, does he do a better imagine job if with Mike that? McDonald. Imagine if Mike McDonald says, you know what? I'm staying in Baltimore to see this thing through. We got to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, if, if that happens, then it's like, well, what's going on here that you couldn't entice him? Yeah, right. Or, you know, you know he, he could pick Seattle, too. Yeah, no. And, uh, I, you, know, you know, and that's that's the other part of it. So I just I think it's but you're right, though. 
I don't want to dismiss how fans feel about a situation because they're trying to rebuild this place. You're trying to sell hope and all that. I get it. But oh, I think they should. I, I don't think that that should be anywhere oh, near. No. Right. And it, I don't. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be on the list what fans I, think. Their I, job I is to hire the right guy. Right. And I agree with that. And that's what I was going to say. So, but I don't dismiss how people might perceive it. However, yeah. we've both been here long enough to know there have been how many years where they've made a move. And this is a different group. I get it. But then when a move was made in the offseason here, and then everybody's excited, and then it it's a complete, you know, collapse during the season. Right. So yeah. get the get the right guy, regardless of the reaction, that you feel can build this place up right. Right. And then go from there. Yeah. I mean, anybody that's negative on Dan Quinn going in, have at it. I mean, you're totally entitled to your opinion. Yeah. But really the 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 critique has to come three years from now. How did how did they get it right with him or not? Um Atlanta, you know, probably felt like they got it right with Dan Quinn. They went to the Super Bowl and had a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. They won a division the next year and won a playoff game as well. And then it kind of, you know, cratered a little bit and the pandemic came and they had injuries and they got rid of them. Um, I don't know. We're acting kind of like it's Quinn. Again, if it's McDonald, if it's Aaron Glenn, if it's Weaver, if it's Slowick, uh, I'm, in, I'm in, in that mode right now of I'm excited they got Adam Peters and I'm going to sit back for a couple of years and see whether or not they pick the right people to turn this around. Do you care if it's an offensive guy or defensive guy? My preference was an offensive guy, especially given that we're going to have the number two pick and more likely than not, it's going to be a quarterback. And that'll be an interesting, that'll be a significant hire. And I was thinking like, First of all, I don't know why Vrabel isn't getting, you know, more attention for these jobs. I would have been thrilled had they been interested in Vrabel. But for whatever reason, they're not. Seattle, I guess, was briefly. Maybe he wants too much control. Who knows? But I was thinking, you know, Vrabel had gotten the job wherever it would have been Arthur Smith. But now Arthur Smith is somewhere else. Obviously, Dan Quinn was with Kellen Moore in Dallas. But Moore is in Philadelphia now. Um, you know, just looking for thinking about some of the ties. If slow it came, would would it be Brian Greasy that would come with him? Yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, I've heard um, good things about Greasy. If, yeah. So if if it's uh if it's but if it's a defensive guy, the OC becomes the critical hire because of what they're going to do in the draft at number two, more likely than not. Right, and that's. And so, and I agree with all that, like all things being equal, you want the offensive guy. You you want that guy because for that reason, you want to keep him in the same system, you know, the yeah. quarterback in the same system, especially when you're drafting one. But I would now, you know, clearly they did not just dismiss defense because most of their candidates are on defense. So, yeah. but it is funny. Most bring up of the candidates play. in general, John, this, this hiring cycle yeah. were on defense. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I'm okay with that because again, get the right guy. And, and go from there. But when you go in those interviews, you better have a very good plan for who you want to hire as your coordinator and a good succession plan. If you hire coordinator X, if let's say they hired, you know, even if it's slow, and you bring in greasy, you still want to have like slow could be running a lot of the offense, but you still want to have a succession plan for whomever. And if somebody else, yeah. you know, if, if Quinn brought in Brian greasy, you still need to have a, he has to have a succession plan. And I'd say that on, here's the other part, Kevin. And I was telling someone else like, since I've covered this team, I think it's this would be the ninth hire, I think. I think it would be seven offensive coaches. 
in my time covering this team, the offense has mostly sucked. So it's more than just, you know, it's, it's, it's North Turner. Then it was Spurrier. Then it's, you know, and even under Gibbs, the offense wasn't very good. And Zorn, it wasn't, you know, yeah. it wasn't good. Shanahan had a couple good years. Gruden had a couple good years, but largely it has stunk. And so, and, but so is the defense. So it's not like that side of the ball has been right. better. It comes down to, if you hire that guy, they better have a good staff. Shanahan did. And you better get the quarterback and and not have them, you know, cozy up to the owner. So, yeah, I mean, we're excited about Adam Peters. There will be, you know, a reaction to whomever the head coach is. Who they pick at number two has to be right. They've got to get that right. That yeah, probably and- will have as much impact on the future as anything else will um, if it's a quarterback. You know, the other thing about Quinn, too, John, is just that it's very possible that he's just more equipped right now to put a staff together than maybe the guys who are coordinators, um, you know, coming up. I, I, I mean, I, I would imagine that Quinn's got, you know, the, all of his years in the league, there are a lot of guys out there that would want to work for him if he is the person that we've heard that he is. Correct. And and that's a good point. And I think it's a very valid point, but do you, is there anybody else out there when you look at these candidates just from the outside that intrigues you more? Yeah, Vrabel. All right. And yeah, I think Vrabel, that's a, Vrabel would be the one. I do think that's a power thing for teams because, like, you know, I never heard his name attached to here. So I do think it's a power thing. No. But of the of the guys on this, what are the guys on their list oh, right on the, now? On the list. Yes. Oh, on the list right now. I thought you said off the list. No, um, I mean, I none of them I, I guess mcdonald is the one just because they were so good scheme wise defensively and and they i mean they really like they shut down kyle shanahan's offense like we've never seen kyle shanahan's offense be shut down that that final score on christmas night 33 19 i think was so misleading it yeah. was an absolute beatdown. they picked off purdy four times they couldn't do anything against Baltimore's defense, but that Baltimore defense has a lot of talent too. Good coaching um, talent. But too. he's coached up guys too. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he coached up the, the, the D tackle Matabike. He's, he's done a phenomenal job, but I don't have a strong preference a, about anybody on the list because I just don't know enough about them as head coaches. Right. Vrabel, I know is an excellent head coach. I think he's been a top 10 head coach for a while now. He's 48 years old, but he's not on their list. So no. I don't know why he isn't, but he's not on apparently anybody's list, which is very surprising to me. It is to me too. And again, I just wonder, because the whole thing, even with Belichick with in some other places, like the whole thing is how much power do they want? And they made it clear here that you may have a coach who's at like a 10 level, but if, he, if they don't feel that he's going to be, the keyword is aligned, no more position versatility, it's aligned. So yeah. If you're not aligned with the GM and Adam Peters, you may be the best coach, but are you the best fit? And they were looking for fit right. and all that more than yep. as much as anything, which I don't yep. blame them because we've seen it here where they're not aligned and it messes up. Eventually it gets screwed up. And I don't know, like that's right. in general, I don't know that it applies to Rabel, but I do think that that's a reason why they're going in the direction they are. Um, and, you know, we'll see, but sure. I, I don't, Kevin, you know, I don't, 
I'm with you on McDonald. Like I really like that defense and I like, they are very talented. So is Detroit's offense was very talented. And I thought Ben Johnson yep. maximized that talent. Just like I yep. think Mike McDonald maximizes that talent. And I've always heard he's very, very strong. He's a very strong communicator, which is very good as a head coach. That's important. He's all, he's young, but, but you're going to have to, you know, I think if you're young, you need to have a patient owner. I think they have that. So I'm intrigued by him. And, um, you know, I, I clearly, we know that Quinn is a going to be a serious candidate. I don't know that it'll end up with it, but you know, we'll see like, you know, so anyway, you got any extra thoughts on this, Kevin? No, I just, um, I was like you, I, I was on the air. I was at the end of the radio show and the news broke and I'm like, he's doing what? <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I, I really think from his standpoint, it's a very interesting move. And I bet you this really has more to do with him and his comfort level of being a head coach right now in his life at 37 years old, his confidence to be a head coach. People, I mean, we we often just think these guys are all, you know, you know, they'll take that job. They can't wait to get that job. Some people maybe aren't cut out to be head coaches, or at least not now at the age that he is. So um, that part's interesting. But obviously, the more interesting thing is what's next here. And we'll find out soon. Yeah, and I agree with you. Some people aren't. And I know other people who become head coaches who had to work on various aspects of that, of those traits to get to that yeah. point. And it's funny because I asked somebody too about, you know, well, if he is like, and I'm not even saying with him, but if, if a coaching candidate, if they're a little bit more of an introvert, does that matter? It's like, not if you right. hire somebody strong on the other side of the ball, you have to hire somebody like when Spurrier was here, he was not a disciplinary or anything like that. He had Marvin Lewis, Marvin ran the show. And the reason why they were competitive was because of Marvin Lewis, right? So if you get that other strong guy over there, you it can offset something you don't have you know, as right. long as you're organized. So there yeah. you go. I mean, and that, and that was not his role in Detroit. Campbell and Glenn were alpha one and alpha two in right. Detroit. And so. that's, that's why Glenn will be interested. Like, again, I put him on that list because he is a very strong sure. leader. And so anybody who yeah. has that quality, we we've all heard that's what they want. First and foremost. Now you better have other stuff with it. Cause it's even with Glenn. I was talking to somebody about him, like, yes, he'd be strong in that role but you're not necessarily going to get the schematic advantage that you would with maybe a McDonald or a Ben Johnson. But if you feel like he's that good of a leader, maybe then you, you know, and then like, okay, who like Dan Campbell, you're not getting a schematic advantage from him, but you're getting a philosophical edge with right. what he does. And he hired exactly. two good coordinators. So listen, that yeah. he, he's a guy like he hired a good coordinator because the guy keeps staying. who's really good. So kind of rare. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Kevin, I appreciate your time, man. Anytime, John. Thanks for having me. Oh, by the way, folks, listen to Kevin's show. Kevin, tell them where they can find all your stuff. Team 980 uh, on radio, 10 to 1, and the KevinSheehanShow.com podcast. You can get it on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get a pod. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Thanks, John. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Kevin for joining me, and thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'll be back on Thursday with another episode as we continue talking about the coaching search. Talk to you next time.